The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, September, I'm sorry, February 13th, 2019, season 14, episode number 116. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, we've got our normal crew, except Dave Hellman is not here today, so we've got sitting in again this week. Brian Broadus, thanks for joining us, Brian. Appreciate that, guys. Thank and, you. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk most of the show about free agency. And uh, thanks to Brian, we have this nifty little sheet here of all <laughs> of these uh, unrestricted free agents that the Cowboys have for this year. I sent and that to you. you no, I think he stole that from my desk. I sent I. I sent that to you, and that's you actually sure? from the I, yes, Brian from the, gave that to no, me. I I ran the copies PR off. If PR put it out, yeah, but I whatever. I, it's correction, it's a great correction. Effort. Thanks, Nick, for it's a bringing team. this it's to a, me. It was a team effort. <laughs> Thanks for now, bringing this to me. Nick pointed Brian, out, though so I had Brian nothing to do with it. If Brian would have done it, it would have been laminated. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. That's he true. Laminated. He loves to laminate. I love. I'm, no um, doubt. I blow out our budget on lamination. There's no question about that. Right. We are actually putting a line item in for lamination because you should. We are. You should. But no, this this sheet actually lays out all the unrestricted free agents for the Cowboys for actually for the next several years this show we're going to focus on unrestricted free agents for this year for the Cowboys we're going to go through that list and I want you guys to tell me uh, whether you think it's a priority guy whether you think it's a guy that you would sign at the right price or if it's a guy you just say hey let's just move on we can find better all right but before we get to that I do want to talk a little bit about Travis Frederick he talked last night to a couple media members and uh, talked about the fact that he's uh, he obviously right now is recovering uh, from Guillain-Barre uh, syndrome, um, which kept him out of all of 2018. And uh, it sounds like his plans are that he's going to return this offseason. Sounds like he can uh, he expects that he'll be able to take part to some degree uh, whenever they start up the offseason workouts. And that certainly points to the fact that he would be back this season. My big question for you guys uh, to get this conversation flowing is. How much of a, uh, how much of a of a difference did we see this year with Joe Looney playing center than what you would have expected uh, with a guy like Travis Frederick? Because I know a lot of us think Joe play play had a pretty good year, yeah. but how much of a difference was there? Well, I mean, I think that it was a it was not as much of a drop off as we thought, but it was a drop off. That um, they gave up more sacks than they've ever given up in maybe franchise history. It's not all on Looney. Looney didn't. Looney wasn't. I don't think the weak link. Uh, but I think the combination of everything, you know, he just kind of, he's that glue guy, kind of keeps it all together, makes the calls. I think he makes Zach Martin better. He makes definitely makes the left guard better. And so just not having that experience of a first-year starter and Joe Looney who did an admirable, admirable job, but just there's no way you can, you can compete with the best center in the football. I just think when you're so good sometimes, especially in those kinds of positions, you tend to not notice them. In the fact that if you're not doing anything wrong, mm. then you don't notice but they are doing something really good. And to me, that was kind of Travis Frederick. I never honestly paid that much attention to the way he played. He never gave me a reason to be looking at him and be cautious of the way he played. Now with Looney, this is the first time that I actually started paying attention at the positions, uh, that position, because that was obviously a change that was noticeable on the field. It wasn't anything to the point where 
it just went down the drain. He was able to maintain it. And that's kind of what you want your backup guy to do. And he did an amazing job. Obviously, we have to see. And I don't know. I know what the syndrome is and all of that. I don't know to the extent of what that all implies as far as just his future health and and how much that affects you long term. Hopefully, and what by what he says, there there seems to be a lot of hope in that he can come back and play at a good level. And let's hope so. I don't know as far as strength how that's going to affect him. You know, it's interesting you bring that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I um I remember hearing an interview last year when this first when the diagnosis first came down. Uh, Mark Schlereth, who played in the NFL for a very long time as an offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos, was talking about the fact that he dealt with that during his career, and he talked about it. From the standpoint of saying, um, at the time, he was like, there's no way he's playing this year. He said, I, I just can't foresee a scenario where he plays this year, uh, which poured out to be true. He said, now, the thing about my my particular one, first of all, what you have to know about it is it's different for everybody. It's kind of depending on wh- what stage they find it in and how quickly your body recovers. Like, there are a lot of different variables. But he said in his situation, he was able to play after a year. However, he wasn't himself for two years. Um, it took... The year after he came back, he wasn't quite there yet because he had to regain all of his strength um, and he had to get back to the point for him to get back to the point where he was before uh, the, the syndrome. He was at it was actually two years after that. Now, that, that's not to say that that's necessarily the case for Travis, Travis Frederick, because, again, he did say that it varies for everyone. But I do think we all ought to be a little cautious as we talk about this. That you really don't know. Even if he comes back, you don't know exactly where he's going to be. And he even mentioned that yesterday of where he's going to be. He won't know all of that until he kind of gets out there and starts doing something. And the scary thing, I I was just going to say real quick, the scary thing to me when I look at that situation is the whole fact that you don't know how he can get injured during the process of it. Let's say he goes on the field and then just not really being – and I know the trainers and the coaches are not really going to put him out there if they don't feel that he's ready to go. But there's always that um, you just have to be very cautious and, and have a lot of precaution with this whole thing, which absolutely broke my heart last year. Just seeing the whole process of it, you see a guy that's big and tough and great on the field. And then you, you see how he just starts sloping down and, and, and the way that he changes, even the way he was walking, you know, limping around. And it, it's really sad. And, and the the amount of muscle that he lost, like muscle, um, what do you call that? Muscle? Mass. Mass yeah. or whatever. It, it, it was really sad to see. And I hope that this offseason he's able to, you know, get back to where he needs to be. They missed him in the red zone. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. missed. They missed him when they got down inside the five yard line, and all of a sudden you had to cut a defense in half. You know, you, you missed him in the running game on some of those uh, days where they needed to run the football a little bit better than they did, and all of a sudden they couldn't get Looney to the second level. Nothing wrong with Joe Looney. Joe Looney was like my uh, kind of my dark horse MVP because this thing could have been an absolute disaster hmm. for for the Cowboys at center, and it wasn't because Joe Looney was able to hold it together. They missed the communication. They missed the ability, though, to, like I say, to cut a defense in half. And they missed him on the goal line for his ability to snatch wide techniques when they were trying to run the ball to the edge. You know, some of those times that maybe they would have run a little bit different play or had a different idea 
if they had a center that they knew could grab a three technique, you know, and cut that off and make sure and give them that gap. Those are the things that you missed with Travis Frederick playing for your football team. And a lot of that, though, is, like you say, you could talk about play calling. The guy lost his job because of play calling. I think a lot of it had to do with execution. And an execution was also meaning that those five guys up front and sometimes those tight ends didn't exactly do everything that they needed to do. And not having Travis Frederick in there hurt them for that. You know, one of the things he said last night, I think, was is really interesting. He said, you know, we can do all the nerve tests we want, but without a baseline, we don't know where normal is. Everybody's normal is a little bit different. So now it's just about working in the weight room, trying to increase my strength and work with the team in the offseason as far as conditioning-wise, get myself uh, ready to try and meet at some point the rest of the team come uh, comes back in March and April. Said that last night at the Jason Witten um, – college man of the year award that they do here in the frisco um which i actually don't even know who won i mean a guy named dixon from wisconsin I don't yeah know. is he a good player haven't seen him play on film yet haven't seen him Sen- nope have not studied him no. yet senior i yeah i yeah. would imagine yeah he is he is senior yeah. yeah um it's hard to top last year's uh, yeah winner there with uh shakeem shakeem griffin yep yeah but uh but but he has he apparently has an amazing story as well i want to look into that but but Frederick was here, you know, was here supporting that, and he's he's been a great teammate all, all along through through this process. It's got to be really difficult, but I thought that was interesting about you know my normal might be different than than, than maybe Mark Schlereth's normal yeah, or, or whatever. Right. So uh, all, all those things are different, and that, and that's the thing. It all it all varies, and so I think the the interesting point here will just be I think as he comes back, and certainly as we start watching him throughout training camp, I think everyone has to keep an eye on the fact that he even though he's back, he may not be the same guy. He may, he may not, but you have to kind of just kind of allow that process to take place and, and see how, how long it takes him to get back to that point. If you talk to the people in the organization, though, they're comfortable with Joe Looney now, but they're also comfortable with Redmond, the other, the backup center yeah. as well, the backup center and guard. So they feel like, though, that they could take their time with Travis. And nobody knows his body better than what Travis Frederick. The whole time, he's been very, uh, not say outspoken, but he's been very, uh, as far as telling the the trainers and the doctors, hey, this is what I feel. This is what I can do. This is, you know, this is a guy that will do everything he can to get back on the field, but he's not going to get back on the field until he's absolutely ready to get back on the field. He's not going to put his team in harm's way just going out there and being a 70% player. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about these free agents. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to go through this list. Uh, there's actually a pretty decent number of unrestricted free agents the Cowboys have this year. Only a few of them top-name guys, but a lot of role players, a lot of guys that have roles on this team. So we're going to go through this list. I'm going to throw out a name, and then we'll go around the table. I want you to tell me whether you think this is a priority to sign, uh, whether it is a guy you sign at the right price, or if it's a guy that you just say, let's move on. All right? Let's start first with the fullback, Jamez Olawale. Amber, you go first. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. I mean, I, I don't. I honestly don't know what to say with about him. He's just one of those guys that I'm okay with him, but then I'm just as okay without him. So he, he's not someone that I would like desperately need to get him back. I would assume for a good price, it, it's fine. Bring him back. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, it depends what what they're going to try to do with, you know, because this team is a copycat league and everyone saw what the Patriots again did with their fullback and all that. And and they don't have a fullback like that here. In fact, they don't have a fullback that can catch in the goal line, apparently. Um, But he led the team in special teams tackles. So you better replace that with somebody else if you're not going to, you know, use him at that position. They're only going to keep one fullback. So. I, you know, on the surface, it's easy to have that attitude and be like, yeah, because he didn't do much on offense, but he is, he did lead them on special teams. He can actually run faster than he, than he, than guys that wear number 49 typically can run. Mm-hmm. So he's got some value there. That's a tricky thing, though, when you start talking about what they can do in offense versus what they special are teams. able to do on special teams. I mean, the hope is to find a guy that can do both right. and be good at both right. sides, but. Uh, usually that's the biggest like debate when it comes to certain guys like that. He falls into Rod Smith to me. The two guys, you talk about one and two on special teams tackles and all, yeah. that's all great, you know, fine and dandy. But, you know, when I'm going to ask you to play some play, one of the reasons why you, you just continually hammered Ezekiel Elliott in there is because you didn't have a very good option at the backup. I don't know what happened to Rod Smith this year. He went from being a guy that I had a lot of a promise and hope and all that, but... I think Olawali was the same thing. I think they lost a better player. I think Oakland got the better player in Keith Smith. Because mm-hmm. Keith Smith, I think, will go in there. He's a glass eater. He'll go in there and dig guys out. He'll give you a little what he has to do at fullback. He'll catch the football just as well as Olawali will. And I and I just think on special teams, yeah, fine. If you want to call it, yeah, if you want to call it a wash, you call it a wash. But I I, I think they, they I think they downgraded with Olawali and if they're if they're and, and we don't know what uh, kind of scheme that we're going to get from Kellen Moore and also from John Kitna. I mean, we talk about the copycat stuff, but you know, it's a team that, that wants to play with a fullback. We'll see if they want to continue to play with a fullback. But me personally, I move on from that one. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I move on from from that type of fullback. But I think when and this is a team that needs some red zone, you know, like some um, you know increased play in the red zone, and why not let's give give that a shot? Because they do all these tight ends and stuff like that. But why not see about a, a fullback? And you know, I've been saying it for years. Even if he's not a real fullback, somebody like a big defensive tackle type, just somebody with some some beef that can like can move the pile a little bit. Yeah, that would be interesting. You got some names on that that you would that you would like to see. I want to see Antoine Woods. Hundred percent. I want to see Antoine Woods be the middle fullback. He's a he's a sneaky good athlete, especially for his size, and I think he can he can knock someone out of the way. I yeah. really I I would get love him running it. downhill. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad. Yeah. I, and I I actually wonder. It seemed like and and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. You guys were around. Amber was not. But back in the '80s, '90s, it seemed like there were more teams that were willing to do that. Obviously, Refrigerator Perry, but it seemed like that was more of a thing that teams were maybe willing to do back then than what we've seen recently in the NFL. Is that the way you see it? No, or? I don't remember it much in the 80s. I'm, Parcells actually would do it a little bit. I mean, he had a guy named Jay Ratliff before Jay was even playing. Yeah. He played him at tight end some. He played Marcus Spears that. some. on the. On, he would do that a little bit when he when he needed to. Patriots too um, with Mike Vrabel. Yeah, you know they yeah. have a guy that it's JJ a, Watt. Yeah, that athletic guy JJ Watt's got more touchdown receptions than a lot of receivers in this league. And the Bears yeah. this year did it with four. At one point, they had four defensive players on one play. Yeah, it was unbelievable. On one offensive, one play? offensive play, they had four guys in there. Khalil Mack was one of them. Yeah, they they do a lot of you know, but you got to be able to practice well, it. You got to be able to spend that time to do it. This also gets into the point of where you have to ask a discussion, or it has to be asked if. 
does Ezekiel Elliott feel comfortable with a guy? He's so used to playing without a fullback. He's yeah. used to how he reads and how quickly he reads. And if you get a guy like Olawale or any fullback that doesn't, is not very decisive in where he needs to be and where he needs to fit, it messes up your running back to where he hits the hole. So yeah. someone needs to ask Ezekiel Elliott the question, okay, do you feel comfortable or would you rather it just hand, let, let's hand you the ball with no lead blocker and then you find the gap? which he's been able to do throughout his career. Well, right. that's why you have training camp for. You try it out, check it out, see how yeah. it works. And then we all talk about it, and then they don't do it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> there you go. It's um, like, oh, this is working great. Yes. Yeah. And what yeah. the hell? We'll happened? see you next year at training camp. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, Brian, you did talk about the next guy, Rod Smith, already. Yeah. Uh, Nick Amber, talk to me about Rod Smith. Is he a priority guy for you, right price, or you just move on? He's not a priority guy at, at all. I, I don't even think he's a, a right price. And, and there's nothing against him at, at all. I think everybody likes him. He's, he's a fun guy. And, and, and I'm sure he's probably helped in the, in the you know, development of, of Jalen Smith being here and all that. I think Jalen's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> but but I, I think Rod Smith might be better in, in a different offense. And it's harder to say that when we don't know exactly what kind of offense there's going to be. But we all know when, when Zeke comes off the field – it's like, oh, okay, because it just it just goes backwards. It doesn't it doesn't just keep it keep it rolling. So, I, I you need a better backup running back. Rod Smith was at one time when they were running him in the preseason. You talk about training camp and preseasons and stuff. There was hope. There was some hope. Where and then you watch even the Giants game last year. You're thinking, okay, this guy's turned the corner, and he's gonna you, know, you can use him more. He's gonna be tougher. He's gonna he didn't run with toughness this year. He really didn't. He didn't run like with the violence that he normally and he normally plays with. And I don't know if there was a problem. I don't think there was an injury problem. Again, Ambar's right. I don't think they're going to put hurt players out there on the field. But I, I, I do know there was something not right with Rod Smith because he he wasn't clearly the player that we all thought he would be when he uh, you know first came here. Yeah, I was really excited going into last year, the fact that he was a backup. And some of the things that I was able to see that we were able to watch last year – not. Two years ago, right when yeah. Zeke wasn't here, and the, he was given the opportunity, and then throughout the season, I, I thought, well, maybe. And, and I know you have to take advantage of the opportunities you're given, and whatever, even if you play one snap, like make the most out of it. But at the same time, there was a period where I started wondering. I'm like, maybe they're just not giving him a little bit, like more to kind of get going, get the leg running, warm up, and and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you need a guy that can make it happen, even if it's one play or two plays. And unfortunately, that didn't play out that way this year. Like Brian said, not sure what happened because we had hope. But, yeah, yeah. move you on. You saw the Rams. Rams yeah. are a great example yeah, exactly. of how you can take advantage of a second running back. Right. Yeah. I, I think, And I think they're also an example of why you need a second running back right. is because if, you, if they keep running, I think if they keep running Zeke at the clip that they ran they're last him. year, yeah. Yeah. either either you're going to have to or, I mean, you're going to either want to get him more help or you're going to have to get him more help because you're going to beat you him know, so bad that he's going to have to be out. It's not just the the Rams. It's also the, the Patriots, too. You know, but but what I like about what the Rams and Patriots do with the running back is that when the guy comes in the game, nothing really changes. They can still do the same thing with White as they can do with Sony Michelle and even Rex Burkhead. They can do the same things with Anderson. That the, Now, it's not going to be as dynamic as Gurley, but he, I mean, he's still – it's effective. And with Rod Smith, it's not the same. You can't play the same type of way with Zeke because he's not a different type of back. Now, I'm not saying you can go find another Zeke, but you can find another guy that's a little bit shorter, squattier, you know, got that strong, strong leg, strong power. 
Um, Rod Smith, he doesn't really look like... There's a reason why he doesn't really look like a running back. Those aren't what typical running backs look like, and there's only a few Adrian Petersons that are 6'3", 6'4", that can play the position. This draft will offer you that opportunity. Yeah, and that's go, where you, I think you, yeah, you go find a guy. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We've got a whole list of guys we're going to get into, including... Tavon Austin and Cole Beasley. We talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's steven jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa open dallas cowboys star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though you'll get to talk ex and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking free agency, talking about all the Cowboys free agents that they have. Uh, that'll be up this year. Uh, the date is March 13th when the calendar year flips. And at that point, they will have four weeks a lot from of today. decisions to make. Yeah, four weeks from today. And they have a lot of decisions to make um, about these players. Uh, we've talked about Jameez Olawale, Rod Smith. Now let's talk about the wide receivers. Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley. And I figure we can talk about these as a package because I don't think, you guys can correct me if you disagree, um, but I don't think Cowboys signed both of them. I think the Cowboys will sign one or neither. So I want you to talk about them kind of as a package. Which of them is priority of either? Which of them would be at the right price? And which of them would you, or which or both, would you move on from? Let's start with you, Brian. You know what? I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on this in my head because I'm starting to look at these kids in the college draft and realize there's options there as well for you to go. If you, want to, if you don't want to pay 
Cole Beasley, six, seven million dollars a year. You can surely go and get a an option that you know for the next you know maybe three or four years. That's a lot cheaper. Similar type of players, guys that are high volume catchers. Uh, you know, are comfortable running inside routes. I think there's actually some options now. If you look at to potentially, you know, what's going on with Golden Tate. You know, I think if you if you start to say, okay, now the market has. Golden Tate, Beasley, uh, the kid down in uh, down in Tampa, as well involved. You know, uh, Humphreys is his name. If you get four or five of those on the market, and then get college options and stuff, we'll see where Cole Beasley falls. Yeah, it might but 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 it, but it but it's seven million dollars a year. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out because I know I have options. I've got other things that I and you know this this team. Yeah, Cole Beasley has been a nice player for this team. But maybe Cole Beasley has worn out his welcome here, you know, and it's time to move on from that. You know, I understand how competitive he is, how he wants the football. I get all that. But there's other options out there, too. And the fact that I know that I have other options makes me want to conti- wants me to move on from that. So you mentioned that $7 million number. Can you give me a number that you would feel comfortable with? Well, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'll, I'll pay him what he currently makes. He's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, where I mean, is he currently? What's, what's the amount? About his uh, his average per year is about three point four. So you're willing to pay him maybe three point five? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and pay him six million dollars a year. I'm just not going to do. And it. That's probably not going to do it. Most no, likely. and, it, and so it, you're willing to let him. No, work. and it, to me, I love you, and I also loved you know, I loved Anthony Hitchens too. You know, I was a big fan of Anthony Hitchens, but all of a sudden, when you start saying I have to pay that, okay, I'll move on. You, you look. I think your linebackers got better. With with Anthony Hitchens walking out the door, yeah. well, that's hard not to argue. <laughs> right? That's a good. Yeah. That's a good statement right there. Yeah. yeah. But they also invested a first round pick, and, absolutely. And, and obviously, they can't do that. But they invested a first round pick in Amari Cooper, and I think who can play the slot. Yeah. So they did invest a first round pick. I think yeah. Brian's right on on the the fact that I'm not paying him. I'm not paying him for what he's done because. If you, you you have to pay these guys, and that's what Jerry got in trouble for back in the mid '90s. You know, yeah. he's loyal to his players, and he paid them contracts for what they have done, and not for what they they are projected to be. And at 30 years old, and a guy that's been banged up, and he's hurt, you know, every year just a little bit. He makes some plays. He gets he 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 gets taken out of games. It's not worth six or seven million a year. I I, I don't I don't care. I, I don't. He, he's not that that proven to me. Um, Seventy five catches. Yeah, that that was a that was a great year. But you're like the third or fourth option, you know. And I just I wouldn't pay him that much. I, I would I would say we'll pay you three to four million. Um, so go go see what's out there. Just like Terrence Williams did a few years ago, and comes back, you you come back. That's actually a great point when you talk about the option, like third or fourth option. Can a team, can any team afford to pay a third or fourth option six seven million dollars? Yeah, that's especially when you got so many guys within the next two years that will be up that are high price guys that you would have to uh, pay big money if you're going to retain their services. Okay. It does make you wonder: is it worth paying that for? If third he goes or to option? Cincinnati, do you think he's going to have a blowout year? Cincinnati, let's just I don't I just Cincinnati he'll have the year he's been having. Okay, what if he what if he goes to Miami? He'll probably have what. What if he goes have. to New England? He's probably gonna have a really good. See, year. I mean, that's 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 what you. <laughs> but gotta, you know, the, honestly, guy, the guy there's only England probably make, three or four of those kind of teams where you're like, he's gonna have a really good year if he goes there because the quarterback will use him the right the way. The guy makes at New England makes about six and a half million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Edelman, yeah, and, he, and they get that kind of production but, out of yeah, him. You know, 
couple years ago, Edelman and Amendola, yeah, they were both doing that. Not right. not teams can can play like that, and um, so yeah, he could go to New England. And Amendola is a great example because look at what Amendola was doing when he was with the uh, with New England, mm-hmm. and what has he done since? Yeah, like, the, it's it's yeah, a big difference. Dolphins, yeah. yeah, it's a big difference, and so yeah, if he goes to one of those teams, which if it, if he wants to play and really get maximum, you know, whatever it is, what maximum playing out of yeah. whatever situation, he's probably going to be looking at those kinds of situations and seeing if they are willing to bring him in for the kind of money he wants. He, to he needs to go with a really good, established, accurate quarterback. Good. Sounds like the same conversation we're having. Let about me, uh, established I'm, and accurate. Yeah. And I don't think that guy right here is that's we would call Dak. That he was not established. I mean, he's 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 on his way. He's not accuracy is not his best thing. He needs to go to a quarterback that, that that probably would be a little bit more accurate. Let me correct myself. That's he makes four point six million a year. Edelman. Edelman. Oh gosh, that's a steal. Yeah, so uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that, no, seriously, that's yeah. a steal. Uh, yeah. He's going to stay at Disney World or yeah. wherever he you know <laughs> yeah. he's, he's been sitting at, and he's going to oh. get a holdout. He needs to he needs to make more than that. That is yeah, that's a steal. Like that's, but that's, that's if you look if you look at the Patriots, that's if you look at how their salary structure is, it's Brady, Stephon Gilmore, Devin McCourty. Rod Gronkowski, Hightower, Marcus Cannon. I mean, think have I named an offensive player? I mean, I've named Brady and Gronkowski. Yeah. You know, and I've named and an offensive so. tackle. You know, Edelman, I mean, Edelman could that's go. what I'm saying. You, Julian Edelman, he comes down, he's, you know, his number's right at, you know, uh, 4.6. And I would suspect if he went to another team, you would see Same. a similar, yeah. similar thing as what you saw with Edelman. Same thing. Rick Burke uh, had $3 million. I'd I mean, let- well, I think you, you move on from Cole regardless of the money. Whatever it is, don't really? doesn't matter. Have yeah. you, you had enough? Have you had enough? Million a year. Here's here's why it, the mo- the money doesn't matter to me at this point. Cole, he's a great guy, and he's always had a great attitude. Very very happy, playful guy, good guy to be around. But last year there was a big noticeable difference in his attitude and the way he was feeling being here and everything that was happening at the wide receiver position and what's happening in the, what happened in the offense. So. You don't really want to have a guy that is not content, and I really doubt that they're gonna bend malcontent or content that is not content. Oh, not content. So, and I doubt okay. that the Cowboys would really bend to satisfy his needs and what he wants. Are you sure they have not? Because are you sure that whatever you were sensing from him wasn't because of the offensive coordinator? And now with that offensive coordinator gone, maybe he is satisfied with the result. Because it did sound like, to me at least. It sounded like some of the, if you want to read behind the, the lines of what yeah, people yeah, were yeah. saying, I think the receivers, by and large, supported this move. That's a good point. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of that change of, of offensive coordinator. Yeah. So I, you would have to check and see what they're thinking. And maybe if that fits with them, then then yeah. But if it was to stay how it was as far as how they were using him, then it's just someone that you, you're not happy. Then don't be here, you know? Yeah. So you go somewhere where you feel happy and you feel that you can make a difference and that the people that you're with are going to appreciate you and take care of you and, and use you how you want to be used. Okay, so let's flip to the other guy and see if maybe I'll give him a little more love than Cole, Tavon Austin. Is he a guy that's a priority? You think he's a guy at the right price? Or you think he's a guy you just move on from? How about a one-year veteran minimum deal? I'm all right with that. Because I need, I'm going to need a punt returner. Yep. I mean, I saw a little bit of there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, listen, man, I paid you last year. You played 11% of the snaps, 10% of the snaps. I gave you money last year. Do me a favor here. 
No, seriously. No, it, I gave you. I gave you. Seven, I gave you seven million dollars. Yeah, yeah, no, I gave you seven million dollars last year, my friend. Damn. Yeah. You know, think about that. You know, and and you're saying, listen, you you did. You played ten percent of the snaps. If you want to go out and, and pick up your life and go somewhere else and try somewhere else, good. I, I, I but this is where I'm at right now. You know, this is where I think that Stephen Jones comes into play. I think <laughs> Stephen Jones doesn't give an f. I really don't. I, I think he's like, you know he's what? He's a shrewd businessman. Yeah, and this is what's going to happen with Earl Thomas. I think if they really go after Earl Thomas, it's going to be it's going to be one guy recruiting his rear off, Chris Richard, and the other guy saying, "I can only give you this much. You, how much? How badly do you want to play here? Do you want to play here? Okay, this is what we can do. If you don't want to play here, you know, I'm going to look at this draft, which I've done the last five years now, or I'm going to look, I'm going to, or I'm going to go find a human log out there." You know, I'm going to go find let my pro department, find me another guy is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and, and that right there, you can go back and, and, and you could say, how does the fullback affect the safety position? Yeah. Well, it affects it. If you go sign Earl Thomas, if you sign Earl Thomas, then all of a sudden who's not starting? Probably Jeff Heath. Jeff Heath yeah. doesn't start. Yeah. Then Jeff Heath is now your core special teams player, which is probably his best role anyway. No your question. Backup now, safety. now, you like that. Yeah. Now you're Rod Smith and you're Olawali. You take a little bit. I mean, so it's a domino effect in, in, in that regard. My opinion on Tavon Austin, I'm, I'm letting him go. I don't think he's going to help this team. I don't think he helped the Rams. I think the Rams, you saw what, what Sean McVay was like, could do, and they, he wanted him out of the picture. Um, I, I, I agree that whole, you played 11% of the snaps. But you're asking him to be rational, and that, that's something I haven't really seen. We've seen some other things behind the scenes a little bit that are just kind of head-scratching. You know, Here just, we go with the well, dancing. I'm just, I, it, it, it is true. It's not so much the dancing. You know, There were other alarms that went off that, that, you know, um, at different times that I've never seen before. And so, I, you know, I just I think it's time to, to move just on move there. On. Yeah, great All right, I think so. Real quick, I, Brian brought up the name. I just want to get your opinions. Golden Tate, would you would you go out and, and try to go after a free agent like that, knowing that again, if he's coming in here, he certainly isn't jumping over Amari Cooper. And what you've seen from Gallup suggests that Gallup is a nice young opportunity. I mean, a nice young receiver uh, that you want to be able to grow. He would be the third receiver. You probably have to pay him probably more money than either one of those two. Yeah. You look at a guy like Golden Tate. Absolutely. I don't. How much are you willing to pay him? I, like, if you say you're willing to pay three and a half to, to Cole, okay, how yeah. much would you be willing okay, to pay Cole? Okay, if you told me I'd pay him more than Cole, you know why? Because he could play on the outside. That's true. Cole Beasley can't play on the outside. Yeah. Cole Beasley can barely, you know, he barely plays. When you ask him to do anything on the outside, he is a non factor. He's a non factor in the red zone. He's in a fourth down and five, the game on the line. Who do they throw the ball to in Philadelphia to get to that game to New Orleans? Yeah. They threw it to friggin' Golden Tate. Yeah. That's who they threw it to. And people say, oh, he drops and the he ran ball. A great route, by the yeah, way. he drops the ball. This guy could play inside, outside. He is a mean, nasty MFer. I am telling you. That's what you. The, I don't you, disagree. Give me one of those guys. John Lee doesn't either. That's what I'm saying. Give me, <laughs> give me guys that it means something to. Yeah. I'll pay him more than Cole Beasley. You know why? Because Ambar just told me, eh, there's something different about Cole. Mm-hmm. Is there something different about his attitude? You know, I want a guy that loves football. I think Golden Tate loves football. And the problem is, you now the, the, the Lions traded him. You know why the Lions traded him? is because they couldn't get a contract. They, he thought they were going to have a contract done. Mm-hmm. But let's all go back to what he did to us in week three or four, whatever week yeah. that was, mm-hmm. where you know 12 targets, 12 catches. Let's remember that, of a guy Good playing inside and outside. Okay, sign me up.
I'm in on that. The, the thing about that, uh, with all the guys that they've got to re-sign, I, I believe with, in free agency they could do one of those deals. One of those deals where you're going to be making more than $8 million, 7 to $8 million, and it would be Golden Tate. I don't think it's an. I don't think you do that, and you can go get your safety. That's what I'm saying. You yeah, have, you have to make this is a decision. This right? is your free agent signing. If you did outside if, of your own guys, yeah, outside of those. If you did either one of those, I applaud what you've done this off season. You sign Lawrence long term. You go get a safety, or you go get that wide receiver. That now, now you're 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 cooking the right way. Yeah, yeah. Either one. Either one. You look like you got something on your mind. You Me? Say. Yeah. No, I, I agree She wants a mean SOB playing out there, I too. I agree with them, but obviously my my priority and what I would want is Earl. Yeah. And, and yeah. the safety guy. A wide receiver, yes. And I just think that I'm just tired of the wide receiver position. I am just fed up with it. I, I'm tired of hearing about it. Too many changes. Let, let, let's just... Let, Let's figure out this is it, and this is what we're going to And I know this is what you do during the offseason. Did you, you not make like changes the trade? To make, no, yes, I, I did. That was a good trade. Were you, but fed, were you fed up with the receivers before the trade? I think mm. what, what's annoying or frustrating for me was to see that whole mess happening during the season. And it's tough to say this because it's kind of what needs to happen yeah. in order for you to really figure out what's going on. But the fact that they just didn't – we're in like half – figure out yeah. when they started the season. It's like, that's why you, it took, you have, a, it took an awful start to yeah, figure out you that have they can't play. Camp, you have preseason. Yeah. Like, okay, you should have a better feel of your wide receiver group by the time the season starts. Set up at the front office or the receivers? I, I don't know. It's a mixture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mixture of She's things. She's just fed up. She's fed yeah, up. I'm just tired of talking about the wide receiver position. They got Amari Cooper, like you mentioned, Michael Gallup. He, he showed a lot of potential. There, there's a, uh, room to grow there and he seems promising now let's just like fully solidify this and, and keep improving on Dak keep working Dak out I have John Kidna he should be able to do that and take care of that but I just want to lock this out down lock it down and kind of move on from that aspect of things and just okay we're done with it I just jumped on the table for Golden Tate jump on the table for uh for the safety Jump on the table and tell me why they should get this. <laughs> okay. Well, why shouldn't you? Yeah. That's the question there. Why yeah. shouldn't you? I mean, the the defense, you saw a great amount of, of change this past year of growth and how they were able to take it to another level. Yeah. Now, I think that what really, really would just take it right where they need to be is to have a guy like Earl Thomas playing the way that he played. And, and of course, we got to see how he is after the, the injury, yeah. but even then, go oh, ahead. Jump go, on the table. Go, go. You guys just said it. Golden Tate comes in here and is probably the third receiver, at least from a slot. Now, he can play on the outside on a running team with the best running back in the league, in my opinion, and, and a, a running team that needs to get a better backup. Um, but then you have a, a slot guy that could help. He'd help on the outside. He'd be good. Earl Thomas comes in. He would be your best safety you've had since Darren Woodson. So and and a guy that gives you something that this team lacks in the secondary, which is takeaways, and he, he's proven to do that. He proved it twice in the in the in the game. Um, and so I, it, it's a great it's a great debate. But I think you you you're really fixing more of a problem over here than you would be at the at the receiver. If you didn't do the Cooper thing last year, yeah, that changes everything. Well, if you didn't do the Cooper thing, you're you're in the AB 
sweepstakes, don't you think? Yeah, you're you're up. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're talking about yeah. moving a pick. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or drafting. And, and you know, in the way it looks right now, there's not a first round receiver on that board. So oh, this was a great move all the way yeah, around. This, yeah, this there, there's, really there, there's not there, there. It's not just Brian Broad is saying this. It's guys all around the league saying. I don't know. If there's a first round receiver on this board. Wow, you know, yep. and that and that that's right there. Move. Yeah. So good that Pittsburgh. That, that's that's where you know you you yeah. Good for Pittsburgh. They're going to get a pretty high pick. But the problem Pittsburgh running into is they're not trading for the people aren't trading for a 24 year old receiver. Trained for a thirty-year-old yeah, receiver, 30. Exactly. 30, 31 year old receiver. Yep. That that right 30, there, is, thirty-one year old receiver that can be at times a malcontent. Very true. Yep, very true. That's a problem. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. We got a few more names we got to get through on this list. Of course, we got to talk about Demarcus Lawrence. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Picking number one in the draft is a good thing. I mean, you have to have a bad year, of course. But when you pick number one, that's a good thing. Picking in the first round is good. They don't have that. But picking your wedgies, bad thing. Bad idea. Never pick again. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get a no wedgie guarantee on your Tommy John underwear. They guarantee that it's not going to ride. 20% 20% off your first order, tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. No wedgie guarantee. Go get yours today. 
How often do guys get wedgies? It's, it's always I better don't. when it just when I. It's worse when it's hot I don't, outside because I wear a Tommy John, so I yeah. I can't even remember the last time I had one. A sweaty wedgie. Yeah, it's not good. Oh. Yeah, you're fishing oh. fishing outside. Oh. Not good. Yeah. Swedgie. That's why you got Tommy John's though. Can I ask you guys a real problem. quick question? I know you're going to talk sure. about a defensive end. Can right. I talk about defensive tackle? Yeah. The kid Simmons at Michigan at, at Mississippi State towards ACL yeah, yesterday. I heard about that. He's like a top ten pick. At 58, are you guys going to jump on board yes. and talk about drafting, make yes. a top 10 pick? Because Jerry is. We've, that's what they do in the second round. Like that's the So MO. everybody's okay on this one. Yes. Yes. That's the, if, if you're telling me he legitimately is a top yeah. 15 pick, top oh, no, 10 he pick, is, whatever, he, there's no question. Then, yeah, bring yeah. him on. Yeah. Bring him on, so at and fit, I will sit and wait for him to get healthy, and then right. I will have myself at Jalen Smith 2.0. I, mm-hmm. He's not going to play at all in 2019. I don't care. Okay, you have a good football team. You have a good football team that's already young. I don't care. You're care. always thinking about the future. You're not 100% sure I you're hate healthy that. 58. No, I hate that. I got Antoine Woods. You and hate I got the idea? Malik for another year, so I'm okay with that. Wait, 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 wait. We got to we got a disclaimer no. here. <laughs> I think when you got a, a good deal like that, that you yeah. can steal some yeah. good talent. Obviously, yeah. you've seen it worked out down, yeah. down the line. And, and, and yeah, that's good. But what I say I hate is the idea of always thinking about the future that far ahead right when you have like let's think about now let's figure out this year and, and figure out how to win this year and ha- shake your head all you want i'm just but I'm just save saying. the head coach I'm amber's on saying. the save the head coach program I well mean, that is this that is his program make no mistake and, about and, it and, no he does he wants yeah. nothing to do with that. with this guy give me that when he right. goes tied in right. give me that yeah and exactly it right sucks when we that we get to see the fans talk about it on twitter and stuff mm-hmm. and, and me obviously i haven't been a fan since I was born or type of thing. Like I, I wasn't born here. God or bless anything. you. Yes. But but the, when you look at people like that, that they've been with this team for so many years, yeah. and then you start thinking, oh yeah, well, this is for the future. Like we're at a point that I feel that the fans are so saturated with the whole situation. They it needs to happen. It needs to happen. And let's just focus about now. That all makes now. sense, and that's great. But then you don't have Jalen Smith if you're not going to do that. Right. Then you don't have Demarcus Lawrence if you're not going to do that. There are a ton of guys that the Cowboys have selected in the second round. There's a reason why they're in the second round. Sean Lee. Sean Lee is another yeah. one. So, yeah, I, I think you can say that, but some of the best players that have been on this team in the last five to ten years are guys that they selected in the second round because they had Rehabs. injury concerns. Yeah. And they were like, we will accept that, and we, will, we know we will and reap the, the benefit time, on the other end. Yes, that's, that's a good argument. and But at the same time, you got to think, the other players that are your great talent that they're worrying out too. Yeah. Years are passing by. They're not getting any yeah. younger. Any you know, healthier. she's, she's so not wrong. I get it. I think she, I think she, us three here are thinking about, yeah, future, future, future. She's honestly lined up with what the fans thinking about. The fan is tired of talking about 25 years without a Super Bowl. Yep. Or even sniffing a conference championship. But let me ask you this. If you, if you, let's assume for a second you get Earl Thomas or you get the receiver, right? right. You get one of those two Gold guys. Tate, yeah. Let's say you re-sign Tank. Um, do you feel like next year, defensive tackle position, and I'm assuming you would still maybe get another defensive tackle a little later. Oh, in the draft, Maybe yeah. in free agency, yeah. something. Yeah, you hope. Do you think that you would be prohibited from getting to a Super Bowl running Malik Collins and Antoine Woods out there next year, knowing that you got this guy sitting. What happened to you in the Rams game? I'm not relying on Malik Collins anymore. (laughs) What happened to you in the Rams game a little bit? So you're not playing him next year? No, I am. But the thing is, he's a guy that has been injured, reoccurring injury, the same one. 
and it's something that David you Irving you cannot rely on. Well, you've moved. Well, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying though. We're, we, gotta, we were we were we're gonna get our, moving on from him. No, no, yeah. we were putting our eggs in our basket for that guy. True. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I just wanted to make so it sounds like you guys are bring on board it, for bring bringing it in. Amber about I'm the fan. I'm looking at the second round picks. There's no second round pick that's come in here that's helped this team like immediately. They they don't help. Even right. Demarcus Lawrence yeah, didn't yeah. come help immediately. And so Gregory didn't. Jalen obviously didn't. Cheeto. Jason Garrett doesn't want to hear that. Right. He doesn't want to hear it. But right. I, I that means he's that. getting nothing out of the draft yeah, for this year, probably. But, Jason, uh, yeah. go in the other room, please. We're going to yeah. conduct this draft without you. <laughs> but yeah, well, it may or that. may not affect. You. I heard there's some real good catfish <laughs> down there at the, uh, anyway. the serving line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Jeff Swain, is he a priority guy, right price guy, or move on from him? Right price guy. Moving on. You're moving on. Yeah, I am. Bad enough. You know what? I'm trying to. I think I can continually upgrade the position again. I have the advantage over you guys right now because I've seen some tight ends in this draft. Yeah, and I feel like that if you look at a couple of them, if you know it, it Sternberger, Nada from Georgia, those two guys. By the way, draft show 11 a.m. tomorrow. Check, check us Let's out. Let's do it. But 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 there's tight ends in this draft where I think that if you paired one of those guys with Blake Jarwin and then also with Dalton Schultz, now we're now we're humming along here. Now we're you know I mean I think just Swain. I think he did. He came in here, and trust me, he's the only guy that was that Dane got Dane Brugger got stumped by. Didn't have a report, didn't, and he's played far beyond his expectations no of here. And even hey, you know, I watched Texas. Texas. Yeah, I didn't have. I didn't yeah. know who he was. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he, they didn't use him much yeah. in in a way where you would notice him at Texas. And he probably might, like Nick said, might get a one year deal to come back and be all that. You know, that's fine. But I, I'm. I'm trying to. I'm going to go try and draft me a guy to kind of build with the other two tight ends that I got. All right, we got only a few more minutes. Let's let's move quickly through this. Cam, no, 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 it's all okay. Uh, Cam Fleming, Amber, which way would you go on him? Nah, nah. One year deal. One year deal. One year deal. Another. Yeah, yeah the one year yeah, deal. That, yeah, that's like another one of those guys, yeah. just like Swain too. It's just like. I'm fine with having them back at a good price or whatever, but obviously looking forward, looking into the draft and see other there you options, go, Ambar. just add more people, yeah. create some competition, let's yeah. see what happens. She's team. right about the draft. There's some tackles in this draft in the middle of the board. Yeah. Good. I bring him back. I bring him back because I want to get him an offseason with Mark Colombo, uh, different you know mindset than they had last year. And I, it's easy to say, yeah, someone else, but I'd like to see who that person is. So, I'm, and we know how important the swing tackle. No is. question, yeah. especially yeah. with the left tackle. Especially the left tackle. Yeah. You know how important that swing yeah. tackle is. I think that's something that you probably want to consider very heavily. If you're not going to have him back, you better have a really, really good option otherwise. You know, or and, Coach Connor and, Williams up real well. And, right, and he was drafted. Yeah. I mean, he was signed before Connor Williams. He, he's not going to make you not draft a player. Right. Like when they saw Connor, they were like, "Oh, okay. yeah. what about yeah. Fleming?" <laughs> okay, yeah. you know. And that same thing will happen here if a third or fourth round tackle that they like, they'll just well, because whatever they signed him to won't be like committed to. Yeah, keep yeah. Him. One year deal yeah. be good. Yeah. All right, uh, Marcus Martin. We didn't see him play this year. He was injured in training camp. Let him go. <laughs> Walk away. All right, uh, David Irving. Any takers? No. None. Go. Amber. <sighs> Okay, she's on the fence no. here. Let, let me no. no, 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 no. Let me say something real quick. And and I talked to you because about she's this. concerned about Malik Collins, and she's not wrong. Yes, but and hold, and he's a he's a he's a really good defensive tackle. Let's yeah, also remember yeah. that. I've been ready to move on, but and we watch talk, your we flip talk, a periscope yeah, today yeah, at four yeah. o'clock. That's what happened at periscope. <laughs> like someone got me thinking. I'm like, okay, how about do you see this being a similar situation or scenario? Even though different stories, different things, but as to what happened to Randy Gregory, to where. 
a lot of us were kind of ready to move on from him and say, no, he's done. And mm -hmm. it, when I hear a comment like that, it makes you think, okay, you do want to jump on that boat, like you're done with him. But at the same time, you, you got to think of those situations and always keep an open mind. See, I, I think this is one of those areas for me that's kind of gray. I would not have a problem with having him back. I would need to see a total commitment on his part this offseason that shows me, not I don't yeah. want to hear words, I would have to see a total commitment from him this offseason that suggested to me that he wanted to be here. So if I were doing something with him, it would be a one-year one deal with a ton of incentives, yeah. and he's going to have to earn every single dime by showing up, by playing, mm -hmm. by playing well. That's how he would make his money, and if he's willing to do that kind of deal – then his talent makes me say I would keep him around for another year just to see. Watch. Because there could have been a lot of things going on. Yeah. There, there was the personal life kind of stuff going on around him. We didn't know the whole details of that. And so maybe there was some of that that really can be debilitating. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't know. So you, I, would, I would want to at least try it that way and see if I could. You sound like the front office, the coaches are saying adios. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Because you're not the one that has to go in the nope. room and nope. talk to the rest of those guys yeah. when they're seeing this guy not show up. I'm the GM. You handle that. Okay. Yeah. You handle that. What's right. the problem? Why aren't you handling that? Right. Yeah. All right. Dayton Jones. Got to move on. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence. And obviously, we could stop down on this one for a little while, but I think it's pretty, as those other ones were pretty cut and dry, I think this one is pretty cut and dry as well, right? You know what? Dayton Jones, I'll say this, though. They, they like him, and if you're not going to have Irving back, and, and you know, they they actually, there's a place for him because he's an athletic player. He's a former first-round pick. Athletic player, a tackle, can get up the field with, with Woods coming back from injury. I, I don't think that they just, you know, they would love to get some cheap deal for him and maybe bring him back. Maybe it's a one-year deal as well. Yeah. Well, you know, you could throw in Karan Reed with that too. Yeah, He's also an unrestricted. See, okay, I, now now I'm moving on from Karan Reed and okay. those guys. If you tell me Jones is coming back, I will take Jones over Karan Reed. Okay. That's just me. That's because you because you already know what you what what I've seen Karan Reed play. Thank you very much for what not, you've done. Not a yeah, bad yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was okay at times. He was but you think you can get more production out of Dayton? Yes, Jones. absolutely. Gotta absolutely. Stay healthy. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, let's move on to uh, a couple of linebackers here. Justin March Lillard. I just feel like, you know. Hello, Chris Covington. Yeah, I feel Brian like Broad, it's nice to meet you. You've drafted. Go out there you know, and play well. You're going to draft another one. You're Joe Thomas, yeah. you know, guys. Chris Covington. Yeah. You've got two quality starting linebackers. Let's just keep going. Yeah. We'll, right. add, we'll add one down the road. Let me, let me do one that's a little tougher, yeah. maybe. Damian Wilson. Damian. What do you do with him? With, with me, I say go test the market. Go yeah. see what's out there. If you get this deal, congratulations. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just don't think you're. It, you did something great. Yeah. You know he's been here four years, and 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 again his his most famous moments aren't aren't really positive. Yeah. I just don't. I, he you didn't he didn't play like Hitchens. Yeah. Same round, same conference that drafted from didn't play like Hitchens. Hi, Chris. Chris Covington, not you again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let him walk. Now, are you at all concerned about the depth there at that position? Because we don't. Sean Lee obviously isn't an unrestricted free agent, but right. you would assume something's going to be done with him from the. You know what I'm going to do? Reducing his money. Yeah. If he's willing to do that, that's the other I, part. I, to I, really. I think Sean Lee would. I think he Sean would Lee would work with you. I think Sean Lee's willing to work. I don't think Sean Lee's done playing football, but I'll tell you what, though, it was a little bit. Red flagish to me. He wasn't as good when he came back with inj from injury. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the same type as Sean Lee. If you're telling me I could cut his salary in half and have him come back, I think over there they would love to have Sean Lee back. But I can't have him back at seven million dollars a year. Right, easy. 
And so you don't feel like if you got Sean Lee back, you don't feel like you're you're at all exposed by letting these two guys walk. No, I'm like a, with, I'm Joe, a, with, with I'm, Joe Thomas. and I'm trusting my pro guys are going to find me another Joe Thomas. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, good. Final one, LP Latisor. I'm bringing him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. Now, I do think he wants a two-year deal. He's not going to do another one-year deal, but you know Would what? Would you do that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I understand what happened in Washington. That was a weird thing. Not his fault at all. You every, know, many every, years, though? Yeah, I mean, he's he's about as consistent as yeah. you can but, get when but it comes to He I mean, might be the best this. at his job of anybody on this team. Yeah. I, I hate if saying If you just say, You're, what's your job? He's got the job. Yeah. But have a bad snap. Yeah. Have a bad snap before we can really say that. And also... He he will get down there and make a. I mean, he's not he's going to make a play, but he's not a liability nope. running down there, and that's that's part of the the long snapping ability. All good things start with the snap, mm-hmm. the snap, the hold, the kick. If one of those things gets jacked up, it's usually a disaster. Right? You know, you can usually survive the bad hold. You can't survive the bad snap. This yep. guy. This guy forever. You don't even have to talk about him. Yeah. Personality yeah. wise, you don't want to talk about him. But, <laughs> but still, <laughs> but still, you know, he's the type of guy that when he comes on the field, you know, there's something consistent. You don't. You're not thinking it's going to be. Oh my gosh, it's going to be bowling class today. You know, he's not going to bowl it back there. Yeah. You know, Chris Jones is a damn good holder too. And the reason why you can kind of have a kicker. Cha- you know, I didn't think there was a kicking contest last you know, sp- uh, summer. I got to pay better attention to practice, oh, folks. I'm gonna, sorry about we're that. Watching that, yeah, yeah no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, but anyway, don't take that for granted. I, I bring him back if it's a two-year deal. Go ahead. Yeah, it's worth it to me not to have those problems. Okay. Now, all that being said, to wrap, up he's this, like a good backup quarterback. To wrap up this conversation, we're going to take Demarcus Lawrence out of this mix. Tell me the one guy on this list that would be the most important signing uh, this offseason for the Cowboys. That one right there, LP. It me handles the to me. And that just goes to show that the, you don't need a, a lot of those guys. You'll be okay if yeah. you. If you yeah. Well, that's the one guy out of everybody the in there that you can absolutely rely on. Like and 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 know he's a constant guy. There's no question about his ability to do what he needs to do. But I, I'll say this though: they they had a backup. I mean, the, the guys that have come in that that are backup snappers at, at training camp have done good some good things. One of them was in the Pro Bowl. Casey yeah. Kreider was in yeah. the Pro Bowl. Uh, another one, Scott Daly, was here a couple years. He's actually in that new league right now. I think for San Antonio's team. So you know they would find another snapper. They'd find a, a good one. You know you you just keep finding them. But. Um, but he'd it's be, he'd it's be the a one scary. Guy. It's a you, scary. We've been there. It's a scary it world is. when you when you dip your toe in that pool and then someone pushes you in. You can't swim. That that's hard. I mean, I I just think that the whole operation is because of LP Latisor. You know, and the minute they start bowling back there, then the minute we need to say that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I will say for me, Cam Fleming is that guy. And again, Fleming? it's because when I look at the importance of the role on this that role on this team. Um, we've seen what can happen when that role isn't isn't somebody that can actually play. Yeah. And I don't think he's great. I think he's the perfect backup tackle, though. I think he's got some warts, but if you put him in there, you feel pretty good that you're not going to have one of those days that the Cowboys had in 2017 in Atlanta, oh. right? You're right. not going to have that kind of day. Yeah. You can hold, you can steady the ship even if you you lose your all. I'll say this tackle. about tight end. When last year, when when Hitchens going into free agency, linebacker was kind of an issue there. When Hitchens left, linebacker was a huge priority. Now you got to go get a guy. If they don't re-sign Swain, which I don't think they should or make yeah. a big deal about, but it it even reinforces even more that. Tight end is a huge priority in the draft. Yeah. You've yeah. got to go get. You know one. what's funny, yeah, Nick? Right. They played games without him. 
they played, no, they know. won games without him, you know. And when he went down, and all of a sudden they're winning, so that in your heart you're going, "Well, right, Rico's we, not yeah, coming back." Yeah, Rico's not. Well, he's, so, so he's, you got to you got to get somebody for depth purposes, and yeah. they they like to run three tight end, right? Don't yeah. you think the Rico experiment is kind of over? I think that I think probably should. Be. I think the head coach would probably walk in there and tell you that we're going to play who we want to play and ask Will McClain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about time to kind of move on. This will be interesting how they structure this team now with a head coach. It's kind of a lame duck head coach because do you do you listen to him? And this head coach is, has done a good job as an evaluator. Yeah. I'm not going to lie there. I mean, if you want to, a lot of things I blame him for. I am not going to blame him for his evaluation skills. Now, because he, this team is not a, a talent poor roster. Yeah. No yeah. doubt, yeah. it's not talent poor, and a lot of it has to do. And no, he talks about have... he talks about collective decisions and all that. That's yeah. true. Trust me, I've lived it where the head coach carries a big stick. Dave Campo just didn't want to hit us over the head with a big stick. Mm-hmm. You know, Parcells he wanted to hit us over the head with a big stick. Mm-hmm. I think Jason Garrett's the same way. And I think it'd be real interesting to see with his job on the line, like, okay, can we take Simmons at 58? And, oh, great, how happy is he going to look? Am I going to take a bunch of Rico? <laughs> you already see that yeah, video yeah. into the war room. Yeah. And Jason's just sitting there. Everybody's high-fiving, well, and he's he, just kind of sitting there. That you know. look he gave when Randy Gregory was drafted. Yeah. You know, the last thing he said, you know, Randy Gregory said to him was, you don't have to worry about me, coach. And Randy, we had to worry about. It. You know, I don't think <laughs> we're going to see. Yeah, I don't, don't think we're. About yeah, it, I don't yeah. think we're going to see many of those. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We're back. Actually, we won't be on the show next week. We will not be having shows next week. I am uh, picking up this team, and we are going to go on a little retreat for some R and R. But we will be back the week after that. Uh, we'll be back on the air. Maybe. What? Huh? A little combine week. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll do something. There'll do be something. shows. There'll, There'll be, be shows. shows. You see us in the City of Angels, buy us a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Brian. Yeah. As though he's not already going to be overserved. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagle, and this has been The Break. Live on, <laughs> live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!